So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. And I have my girl here, Sabrina Runback, Peak Performance Coach. Yes. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Jimmy, for having me here. <laughs> You're welcome. So tell us, tell us what, what you, who you are, what are you doing, and what is a Peak Performance Coach? Yeah, so my background comes from um, medicine. I am working in heart and lung surgery as a surgical advanced practice provider. And I'm also a public health practitioner with a background also in neuroscience. And now I step up and wanted to become a peak performance coach because about four years ago, I was totally burned out. I remember that one day, early in the morning, I was standing there in front of a patient with my hands inside his open chest while I was having a fever of 101 degrees trying to finish this open heart surgery. Wow. And that's the moment where I just felt so exhausted. Everything's just moving so slowly. Well, you know, outside, people are rushing left and right. And one of my nurses was actually so kind. I so appreciated her. And she was passing Dayquil and cough drop under my mask just to keep me going. <laughs> now, when I really couldn't get out of bed the next morning because my fever wasn't going away and I just felt that whole entire body achiness, you that sweat, you couldn't get out of bed and that beeper that was paging me all night just went off again i was just like oh my gosh when is this end i finally called my manager i was like hey mike i'm so sorry i can't come in and his response was how the heck was i didn't tell him that sooner mm. so i felt that in medicine, we're always striving for excellence. We're always striving for providing the best care we can and advocate for our patients. But it wasn't really that way when we're treating ourselves and treating our peers. Yeah. So now, a few weeks later, I treat a young man who's our age, having two kids, a wife, and he didn't report his new symptoms that he thought were just, you know, small insignificant because they're just cough and cold right and just didn't go away and later on we found out he had a a valve infection and four surgeries later that valve was not holding it together so he had to count back to us and he was initially doing surgery somewhere else now i spent 29 days with him every day in the hospital and I realized that I was ignoring some of the small and insignificant issues that I had. And if I don't do something about it, I'm going to regret it and potentially end up to be a patient myself. Mm. 
So that's when I truly went back to my root, right? Like neuroscience, public health, my thesis from more than 10 years ago when I did my master on it was self-care, self-efficacy, right? The belief system mm. you can do something. So then you actually show you can do it. And my third tester was literacy, health literacy. What I found was doesn't really matter how much we know. It matters how much we believe that we can achieve something. Then we can actually take care of ourselves and do these things mm -hmm. out in life. Yes, yeah. Wow, that's um, a big aha moment right there. Thank you for sharing that so much. Thank you. Um, so speaking of like how of self care, like how are you doing with the, with what's going on, the pandemic? I mean, I know you're in the hospital probably a lot. So how are you doing personally? Thanks for asking. I think that most of us are very cautious now. Um, initially, it was like, oh, people are funny to wear masks. And then it becomes actually when you wear masks are not just to protect yourself, but also to help other people to decrease their stress level. Mm -hmm. uh, be we know even the COVID testing, it, there's a high chance of false negative. And for some people, you might not see symptoms for a couple of days. So when you're asymptomatic and carry the virus, and you don't know if you're spreading. So the safest thing is just to wear a mask so you can make everybody safer. Not only not trying to touch your own face, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> potentially get it, but also you don't know what, I don't think any of us can predict when we sneeze, when we cough. So right. it's a way to protect others. Um, and the, when we do go into surgery, we do wear these really tight N95 masks and they do leave really bad marks on your face mm. and all over. Um, and then typically I wear that underneath and then a regular mask just so we can uh, actually reuse it because resources are limited. Um, and then wear your eye shield. Um, some people, if you know the patient, are definitely suspected COVID-19 or uh, potentially are already test positive. Then you have these like big hat, look like a beekeeper hat, and wow. then you hook up to a vent to go into the patient room. So yeah, um, but those are just safety precaution. But on the south side, uh, I think you know this as uh, same, we went through the positive intelligent training. And even before we went to that coaching, part of what I do for myself is that take two minutes for yourself and no matter what, right? In between going to patient room or in between your task. And that two minutes really isn't that much time. But if we just do a breathing exercise, if we just allow ourselves not to think about everything that's bombarding us, it can actually reboot our energy and allow us to go further. Yeah, that positive intelligence class is like still, I still take those those two, three, three, three times a day and do those two minutes. And sometimes I get like so pissed if I don't do it, but um, it does make a difference and allow me to stop, breathe, reconnect, turn that like survival mode, that anxiety mode off and like really reconnect and like all of a sudden like my boost of energy comes back and I'm like, oh my God, like where is this energy coming from? And I'm like going and going. I'm like, I have to, I have to tell myself to stop <laughs> at a certain time now. So, but yeah, it's so it's, it's great. So care is so important. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, <laughs> one of my stuff is uh, to say no to putting self-care last. 
Yeah. Because when we take care of ourselves first, then you can give the best of you, not what's left of yeah. you. Yeah. Right. It, it just there's so many things gonna be coming at us. The checklist possibly will never go down to zero yeah. and we just have to be okay with that because tomorrow is another day the world would not end just because you did not do this one task <laughs> right yeah so that's getting into the um, that your tips so like saying no to uh not saying no to self-care like why is that important like why is that why is that so important right now for people to really take that and how what else do you do for self-care Right. It's crucial right now, both from a physiological and mental perspective, right? Uh, a lot of people have to work from home. And now the front line, the essential personnel have to dry out. And the fear are twofold. The ones who have to go outside the door, they can be fear of potentially contracting and bring it back to their family. So many people, just like um, the question I posted on my social media yesterday, what do you actually do when the lockdown alleviates, right? So now I know Florida, Texas, there's only a few states since May 1st are opening up restaurants with 25% capacity. And my question was, would you wait or would you still want to actually go out, right? Have a dinner outside. And it's been pretty split for what feedback I got back. Some people are waiting because they do have sick people, elderly, um, and then they want to just be more careful. And um, versus some other people are just so trapped already. Mm -hmm. They want that space of relief. I guess there's not any right or wrong per se. It's more of your comfort level. Yeah. And how do you, how do, what else do you do for self-care? And what does that look like for your life? So, so every morning I wake up, I, I tell Alexa to play my <laughs> indie playlist. Um, and then while she's doing that, and then I do yoga. And, mm -hmm. and I just do two simple flow of uh, Vanessa because with us, you're constantly standing, sitting, weird position, we mm. will operate, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just helps to stretch out uh, your body because it's so tense from sleeping for X amount of hours. And um, then I usually go brush up and I turn my phone on to play Darren uh, Daily. So because Darren Daly, his morning, every Monday to Friday, is only less than five minutes, right? So mm. short bursts of just positivity in the morning allow me to reboot and set myself up in the oh, wow. positive note. And that kind of tie into my second step is to say no to negative thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so you can truly reclaim your mental power because we all have aspirations. Maybe you haven't tapped into that, but no matter what, journey you're walking on right now you're taking yourself through we're all gonna face roadblocks and yeah. what happens when we do roadblocks you either remove the roadblocks if you know it's gonna be there where you anticipate it or you build enough of positivity in your self in the brain recirculatory right and then you can immediately go into the positivity right what we taught as sage part of our brain instead of sitting in that fear, stress, mm -hmm. anger, right? And then even though they 
those emotions are supposed to be there to warn you, but if we sit in it, then <laughs> it's right. horrible for us to not even get out. Yeah, yeah. So listen to podcasts that short bur burst of little messages is like, oh, got something new out of it, or oh, I heard that before. Great reminder for myself. Um, and if I something else I mentioned to people is actually the easiest way is just to say something nice about yourself out loud. Yeah. And the out loud part is more important, right? Because when you audibly hear yourself talking about it, and you're more likely to trust yourself and believe it is happening. Right. Yeah. I, I, like I'm going over, like I'm creating some new packages that I'm going to be announcing this uh, month and, you know, going back over my um, program. And so one of the things that I've, that I've learned over my studies is that, you know, it's exactly what you're saying is very scientifically proven. Like Oprah says this a lot, whatever you believe you become. And so you become, and then you start to align yourself with all those negative thoughts. You wouldn't like, why am I so angry all the time? Why when I go outside, like use everything, now you're triggered because inside that's your belief that's happening. So yeah, like those negative thoughts have a ripple effect or an impact when you are dwelling on those thoughts because all you can see, you're programming your mind, this is negative, that is negative, this is this, that is that. And you're just creating more tension and more stress. It's just like you're saying, like just, and that, that, that has been really helpful for me too. Like saying those positive things out loud and sometimes what i'll add to that is like putting my hand my right hand over my heart and saying it to myself yeah. and like having that heart-to-heart -heart connection with myself and i always feel so good and so energized when i do that yeah exactly it's you for most of us you can feel your heartbeat even yeah. just put a, in the right spot right so it's uh uh really over the third fourth fifth rib right over the breast um and um you allow yourself to have that internal connection, mm -hmm. right? Um, why do people say use breathing, meditation? Yes, you're not gonna get rid of all the thoughts, but at least you can concentrate your present moment just by breath, just by the sense of smell, just by the sense of touch, right? Um, and forgive ourselves when things are not going right or like in the bad moment, as Dr. Yeah. Shiraz is telling us, everybody is right 10% of the time, even though we always feel like we're like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and the breathing part too, I was um, had a, did a podcast with um, a guy who was studying neuro neuroscience and he was saying too, like the deep breathing helps turn off that survival part of you and get back to the amygdala part of the brain, which helps you put things in perspective and not being so reactionary um, position and you begin to like look at things in a and in, in, in the right perspective. Right. And actually exhale slows down our heart rate. So even you're anxious, you can slow it down versus inhale. Sometimes you can increase it. So even when Hoff, right? Like the Iceman, his breathing is <laughs> the too short, inhale and then a really slow yeah. exhale right and if you think about right it's that relief right yeah. why do we sigh right it's an exhale and that's actually allowing us just to get rid of what a, whatever we're experiencing at the moment what is a good count like in and out uh, like in and out breathing technique that's help that's that's really good for that uh so if you talk about just central channel breathing, mm. that type 
I usually say do at least six counts, right? Mm -hmm. So you feel the energy go from the top of your head to your third eye in between your brows to the throat, the heart, the stomach, the belly button, pelvis, and all the way down your mm -hmm. leg to the mm -hmm. feet, right? And then you also want to hold the breath at the end of the inhalation for a few seconds, right? Because you're, you, you're allowing yourself to have that reflex. And then right. slowly bring that energy, bring the exhale all the way back up. So yeah. it, it forces us to really concentrate only on breathing because if you think about like counting and then think about where this energy goes, right? The first few times is going to be difficult, but even as we practice, you still allow yourself to concentrate on what you're doing instead of any problem that you're trying to solve right before or after. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, I love that. Like that's just a really great tip to have in, in your back pocket do every day. So now your last one, tell us about that one. So last one I think is actually probably the most crucial one that people should start with is to say no to vagueness. Mm. No matter what type of ambition, passion, dream that you have, if you're clear enough on what that is, by first going to your why, going to your purpose, your mm. internal value, right? Many people can have multiple value, but what is truly the crucial ones that you can have? I, I always start by saying, just pick three, right? Or if you have multiple, categorize them into three things. Mm. And then no matter what comes at you, the how comes after, right? So if a problem come at you, does it match one of your three core values, right? How do I want to show up when a problem come at you? And if it matches my core value, I can show up as my best self um, and then I will proceed. If it really does not serve me whatsoever, then it's very easy for you to say no because no is not a bad word. Yeah. It actually <laughs> allow you to focus on what's produced your long-term result instead of the short-term gain. Yeah, I, I heard this phrase of saying no is really saying yes to yourself all the time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so t tell me one of your core values and how, how does that influence you when something comes at you? Right, so one of my core value is freedom and I define it as freedom of space, location, people, my own thought, mm. and freedom of not constricting me in any capacity. And I think that freedom also connect with confidence and courage, the freedom of act no mm. matter what. Wow, wow. Well, thank you so much for giving us all those wonderful um, tools, man. I think I'm going to like really evaluate some of my vagueness. And I, it's really true. Like, I think as a, as a coach, you start to hear people's vagueness and like really loudly and clearly. And, you know, and sometimes for me, when I hear that, I have to like, okay, if it's all around me, like, what am I doing to attract that vagueness? Am I being vague? Am I being clear with the message or the people I'm hanging around with. So it's like, it's always a good um, uh, way to really evaluate yourself to, to, um, to stay in your peak performance. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I, it's funny to say that. So um, I, this past week I was on a three day speaker conference mm -hmm. and um, 
one of the uh, big session was on clarity. And then I took notes and I just post on social, say anybody who needs it, you know, let me know. I'm willing to share my notes. And so some of the people who respond, I'm like, oh, great. Let me just send you a DM. We can talk. And of course, if you just give people information, that's great. But it doesn't really necessarily help them, right? right. Just like, <laughs> like it just give out something. If you don't know how to use it, it's kind of a waste of time. Right. So I start by saying, awesome that you reach out, that you are working on yourself. So what is something that you're not really clear about? That's why you want to use the tools for. And some people really gave me very vague answers. I'm working on many things. I just couldn't figure out. I'm like, great, that is the time to actually figure this out. Which area are you even thinking of, right? Mm -hmm. And then some people are really having a tough time, whether it's because they have too many interests, they never really got down to the top three, right? The value par. But some other people, when you ask them, they do know. Like, oh, I love to host conferences. I have these tools that I can give to people. But in my my body, in my soul, I really love to help people to clean living, to make their closet better, to make their pantry more organized. So that when they go home, it doesn't feel clustered. Everything is in the right place, right? So you can see when people share about things they're passionate about, just like you, right? right. As to the coach that you are and like me but when you talk about things that you're not really passionate about but maybe it's still working for you then i feel like it's the time people are confused about how do you move forward yeah and i would say this before we move on i was like when you're especially with dating when you're vague on your profile swipe left <laughs> like <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> so many people do that i don't even understand right because when you're when you're I, like when you're so i i see this on profiles all the time when they're vague with like their pictures they're vague in their message it's like or when you finally the text it's like what does this mean like if i have to decode your you know your profile then it's it's not a, like you're you don't even know you're not clear for yourself right it's like what you say you're not clear for yourself <laughs> right or people just like oh ask me anything so you so what is there to ask when you have no substance no. to send it to people? <laughs> right, right, right. <sighs> so I'm going to ask you a question that I ask every single person that comes on uh, the special podcast. Uh, so what are you learning about yourself, love, and life at this present moment? Um, I think one of the crucial things I learned about myself is I, I need to be with people like I, um, so one of my, uh, key love languages is actually active service. So I needed to be doing things for people with people. And I also receive love the same way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things to overcounter that is to host online events, um, and speaking, like reach out to people. How are you doing? Can we work on something together? Or what do you need, right? To actually actively participating. So that's really building me that core. And I, what I found out is because we have all these resources, people really do love to help each other out. And therefore, 
this is a crucial time we find the right people to collaborate to make something bigger than just going <laughs> in our own course right right i totally agree like one of my core love languages is quality time like really actually learning how to have quality time with myself because I was just so distracted by so many things and didn't know how to spend quality time with myself and with the people that I love, you know? So I was like, I'm really learning how to like be okay with like being with myself, you know? Um, and uh, something else you said, but I just can't remember right now at the moment, but yeah, it's, it's just so great that you can identify and be clear about your quality time because now you know what to do. You can take actions to fulfill on the thing that you are clear about. Perfect, great, it's not vague. <laughs> right, otherwise uh, we'll be sitting on the couch like, what do you want to do next? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, exactly. So tell the good folks, where can they find you online? I am active on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. Just search my full name, Sabrina Rombach. And um, for anybody else, um, I am on um, Facebook as well. And um, my website is sabrinarombach.com. That's great. Now you'll have all those in the show notes and you can click on the links and you'll have direct access to Sabrina. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks You're everyone welcome. for listening. You're welcome. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the crazy juicy love podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe rate and leave a comment and if you really like this podcast please share it twitter instagram or on your web page thank you crazy juicy love <laughs>